Welcome to Daring Made, the podcast that revolutionizes the way you think about growing your business and brand. I'm Sasha Fedunchak, your host, a serial entrepreneur, ex-corporate marketing director, and multiple six-figure agency owner. I'm bringing you daring perspectives and deep insights to create an iconic brand and sustainable, profitable business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and equipped with the tools you need to make the impact you've always wanted. We don't just dream big here, we dare bigger. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Daring Made, your podcast for all things entrepreneurship, marketing, and branding with a dash of spicy strategy. I'm your host, Sasha, and today we are tuning into the rhythm of sales with a musical twist. If you have not listened to the podcast episode on the four buyer types as female musicians, go pause this episode and listen to that one first because that will give you a breakdown of who's who. We talk about Beyonce being the assertive buyer type, Taylor Swift being the amiable buyer type, Billie Eilish being our expressive buyer type, and Alicia Keys being our analytical buyer type. To make sure you understand kind of the nuances of those buyer types, make sure you go and listen to that episode because in this episode, we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of selling to each one of these buyer types. Now, what I have found, and I also have seen this in other people's businesses, is a lot of times our buyer types are a reflection of ourselves, right? If we're the founders, we're the CEOs, a big part of our role is going to be marketing, it's going to be selling, it's gonna be connecting with people. And so the more that we are spending our energy connecting with people, where it's difficult. If I'm a analytical buyer type, it might be difficult for me to connect with someone who is an amiable buyer type because what they're going to want is going to be so different from my natural personality. Buyer types are really just that. They're just customer personalities. And so it doesn't mean that because of my personality type, I don't play nice or I can't sell to a different personality type. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is when you understand each personality types, unique style, and their preferences, this can really make or break your sales game. This is what's going to allow you to quickly identify, okay, this person or this company, this key, you know, person I'm speaking to is XYZ sales type. So this is how I'm going to have to change my approach, or this is the kind of information I'm going to need to make sure I provide them. Again, you can still sell to any one of these buyer types. I'm not saying you have to, you know, pick a box and stay in the box. But what I am saying is knowing your own buyer type, knowing your own preferences, it does allow you, especially if you are an early or emerging entrepreneur in those first three years of business, to have more energy in your business if you're selling to buyer types that are similar to your own customer personality as well as your brand archetype because the energy and the flow will just be there. I talked about this in the last episode of kind of getting into the trap of working with buyer types that it was just really difficult for me. And being a mom, being a wife, running a household, doing all of these things, you know, you have to protect your energy at some point. You are not just the energizer bunny who can, you know, people please for every single type of person out there. So that's why I really believe in having this education and using it to your advantage to make business feel a little more seamless, to make sales come to you a little more naturally. Okay, so that is the longest intro, 
but hopefully it all makes sense and you are excited to kind of hear about the do's and don'ts of selling to our different buyer types and we're going to continue our theme of the female musicians. So first up is the assertive buyer. This is our Beyonce type. These people are also called leader buyers. They're not necessarily just people who hold leadership positions, but they're definitely individuals who think really carefully about how their decisions are going to influence their appearance or how they're perceived by others, right? They're motivated by power, by respect, and they really want to kind of maintain a specific image at all times. They're going to be a lot more skeptical and they're going to want to really be seen as in charge. That's why they're called assertive. That's why they're called leader buyers. So let's talk about some do's and don'ts. You want to be direct. They love clarity. You want to be concise and show them what's in it for them and watch them listen up. They really value their time. So you want to get to the point quickly, highlight the benefits and the outcomes of your product or service. This is not the buyer type that you're going to spend 15 minutes talking about your weekend and making small talk. They will get so annoyed by that. The next thing you want to do is show ambition. They appreciate big thinkers and bold goals. So you really have to show how your product or service is the best and how it can drive them to greater success. Beyonce is here to slay. So your product better be the best thing to happen since the single ladies dance because she does not have time for anything else. The last thing you want to do is respect their autonomy. Assertive buyers like to be in control. So you want to offer options rather than ultimatums, allowing them to make the final call. So if you're sending a proposal, for example, you don't want to just say this is the one option that you have. What I have found works really great is like three options. You don't really want to do too many more than that. So here's kind of the pie in the sky, like the, the biggest package, you know, this really meets all of your goals. Here's something that's a little bit maybe more budget friendly, or at least kind of gets us going in the direction of your goals. And then here's something kind of in the middle. And so let them be in control, give them the options, let them make the final call and then respect their decision. After all, she's Beyonce, she's the boss, okay? All right, then now let's get into some don'ts. So first don't, do not over explain. Don't get lost in the details. They do get very quickly overwhelmed. They wanna stick to high level benefits and results. Keep details in the liner notes. If they want to really look at the specific details, have them there, but don't send them a novel to review because that will not close the deal. The other don't, do not be passive. Don't wait for them to lead the conversation. You wanna be proactive, but don't be pushy in terms of saying like, I need a decision right away. And the last don't is don't ignore their vision. So assertive leader buyers are definitely going to be big time visionaries, very, very ambitious. So if they are having to review a bunch of solutions that don't align with their ambitious goals or overlook their vision, then you're off the playlist, right? Like if it doesn't fit within their empire, like they're not interested. So the key takeaway for assertive buyers, earn their trust. They don't have time to do that with small talk. They want to know that you know their stuff and they don't have to essentially waste their time kind of babysitting you or micromanaging you. 
that's how you're going to earn their trust and earn that sale. Sounds like kind of a scary, doesn't it? Yet the whole time I'm like learning more about this, I definitely fit with that buyer type. Shocker, if you know me, you probably could have already guessed. Okay, let's move on to the amiable buyer who is our Taylor Swift. So our amiable buyers are often complicated because they are trying to please everyone. So they might be receptive to your stories. They're gonna be really friendly on the phone. They're going to be informative. They're going to be, you know, excited, but this is where they're going to get tripped up is they're not going to be able to make a decision without first getting approval from their partner or their best friend or their coach or their business bestie or whoever. This is going to make this sales process a lot longer than you're going to expect. So when you're dealing with the Taylor Swift, you really need to focus on building a personal connection so that they feel like they can come to you with the the questions that they have. They really value relationships, taking the time to get to know them, to know their business on a personal level. You know, they want that love story. They don't just want a sales pitch. They want you to get to know them and they kind of want that safety. The next thing you're gonna wanna do is emphasize harmony. You wanna highlight how your product or service can foster a positive, collaborative environment for them and potentially their team. Again, they're really gonna wanna work with you in a way that fosters collaboration versus a leader or assertive type which is just going to want to trust you to get it done yourself. They're going to want to kind of put that community collaboration effort over everything. The last thing you're going to want to do is provide reassurance. They definitely prefer stability over risk. That means you're going to want to provide as many testimonials or case studies as you have to really show the reliability of your product or service. They're looking to other people to validate their decision to work with you or buy from you. So case studies are really going to be like the ticket here. You want to show them that you got standing ovations from other clients. That's going to help you to seal the deal. Okay, so let's talk about some don'ts for Miss Taylor. So we do not want to pressure an amiable buyer. Hard sell tactics are not going to work here. They don't need urgency scare tactics. What they need is space to consider and consult with their team or, you know, whoever they're potentially consulting with. So no bad blood. If you're going to hard sell them, they're definitely going to come back to you and say, we are never, ever getting back together. We have two more don'ts for the amiable buyer type. Do not overlook their worries. Definitely do not dismiss their concerns because they're going to have a lot of questions. They're gonna to wanna to address a lot of issues. You wanna do it in a way that's really empathetically there for them. You want that heartfelt feeling. They really need to feel understood. Listening deeply to them, validating them, it's gonna be really key for the amiable buyer. And the last, don't is do not rush the sale. Trying to force that quick decision is going to backfire. They really need time to process and feel comfortable. They're again definitely really focused on the community. They're really focused on their feelings. They need time to resonate with your message. The big takeaway for amiable buyers, you need to listen to their concerns and take them seriously. If you're able to do that, you'll definitely win them as a client for life. All right, now let's amp it back up with the expressive buyer who is our Billie Eilish. 
Expressive buyers are sometimes also called emotional buyers because they're driven heavily by their emotions and their desire for approval. So they are pretty similar to amiable buyers, but they lean a little bit more into the like crazy creativity and innovation. They also are really passionate about forming strong bonds with the people they meet. So these are going to be your customers who see you as their besties and like part of, you know, the same girl gang. They're gonna wanna see you as friends. And so they're really gonna look at what values do you have? What's your vision? They're gonna really wanna make sure that they align with you on almost a more personal level. Even if you're selling products, even if you are not necessarily the face of your brand, they're really going to look to your brand and say, could that brand personified be a girlfriend of mine or be a good friend? So to win over a Billy, here's some do's and don'ts. First, you want to make sure that you are creative. Show your enthusiasm, think outside of the box. They're definitely drawn to unique and innovative proposals, products, offers. They're all about the experience and the vibe. So your pitch to them, you know, the way that you sell should be very memorable, very visual. Next, you wanna share stories. So they're gonna be moved by, by narratives because they're emotional. So they're gonna wanna hear customer stories, not just five star, you know, Sally said this quote about me, but they wanna actually hear the story. They want you to paint the visual scenario, give them as much of a vivid description of, you know, the transformation that your product or service can provide. So spin that narrative to enthrall them, make it like a whole visual experience that will really stick with them and help them move closer to the sale. And the last thing you're gonna wanna do is engage emotionally. Connect with them on an emotional level. You wanna really show that you understand their hopes, their dreams, their desires. You know, Connect with them on a level that really touches their heartstrings and really mirrors their own creative spirit. That again is gonna make them feel like they can trust you and you share the same value values and visions as them. So what don't we want to do when we're selling to an expressive buyer or a Billie Eilish? We don't want to just stick to the facts. If you're going to give them just a list of features, like yawn, boring, right? They're going to look right over it. Dry detailed presentations are going to be way less likely to engage them. They really want the story behind the song. The other thing you don't want to do is ignore their ideas. If they have creativity or suggestions, we don't want to tell them, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> or like, oh no, we don't do that. We want to incorporate their ideas into the conversation. They're artists in a way, so they really want to co-create. So if you have a really rigid process or a really rigid way of doing things, that's not going to work for them. They don't want you to be inflexible. They want you to be prepared to adapt. So the takeaway for the expressive buyer or emotional buyer, you're going to need phenomenal soft skills. You're going to really need to listen deeply. You're going to need to really tune into someone else's creativity and innovation and really be able to kind of play on more of a team landscape than being the one who's kind of providing the results. Okay, last but not least, let's talk about our analytical buyer or our Alicia Keys. Often, the analytical buyer is going to be driven by data and logic. They like to assess each purpose and each situation very carefully. They're gonna collect as much information as they can about the product, service, or business before they make a purchase they're not really gonna be looking for that soft, fluffy stuff. They're going to be looking for the numbers. 
So here's how we hit the right notes for an analytical buyer. Because they value hard facts and statistics, you want to make sure that you're prepared with data to back up your claims. You want to bring the charts, the accolades, the numbers. They want to see the Grammy, not just hear about it. So you can't just say, oh, this is the result I'm going to give you. They're going to want the proof. They also want the details. They want to know the ins and outs of your product or service. You can't just give them a very basic list and expect them to kind of connect the dots on their own, you need to dive into the specifics. They really appreciate craftsmanship, so you need to really explain how and why your product or service is going to solve their problem. The other thing you need to do is plan for questions because they're going to have a ton. This is the customer who wants to get on multiple calls with you, who's going to be texting you or emailing you with questions. You need to have comprehensive answers. If you are giving them short answers, if you are not really engaging in their questions, they're most likely not going to work with you, okay? They need someone who's really paying attention to the detail and can really show them that there's proof in the pudding. So let's talk about a couple of don'ts for analytical buyers. The first thing we don't wanna do is be vague. Any generalizations, unsupported claims, that's gonna be a huge red flag for them. Me personally, I feel like I'm partially an analytical buyer as well, mostly because when I see like people online saying certain things and there's no proof to it, I'm just like red flag, red flag. So generalities are definitely gonna be the wrong key for them. They want specifics, they want the sheet music, they want the step-by-step, not just the random melody. The next don't for an analytical buyer is don't rush them. They need time to analyze the information before making a decision. So your patience is key here. So they need to really make sure that they understand everything. They need to kind of vet that you are available to answer questions. They need to make sure that your details, like they need to make sure that your details and information you provide is accurate. This is their process and you do not want to overlook it. They have a very systematic approach to decision-making. There's definitely a method and a madness to their music. So if you're going to be skipping scales, so if you're gonna be skipping steps, this is definitely gonna lead to that potential sale dropping out. So the takeaway for our analytical buyers for Alicia Keys is provide them with as much information as possible. It's kind of funny when you think about it because analytical and assertive buyer types are similar, but assertive buyer types are gonna be big picture, more power, where analytical are gonna be really looking at the little details and kind of checking every little thing off. Then we've got our amiable and our expressive buyers, which are gonna be more emotional. But our amiable buyers are really gonna be kind of focused on approval from community, really thinking about, you know, how does this decision potentially impact other people? right? They're going to be needing a lot of validation where expressive buyers are a little more bigger picture thinkers. They're going to be more creative, more innovative, but they're still going to want to be really, really validated in their dreams. So we've got those four personality types, kind of two are logical, two are more emotional, but they also are so different, you know, in those subcategories. So as you think about the type of content that you put out, for example, you know, people will say, make sure your sales page has emotional and logical copy on it to make sure that you're really kind of hitting both sides of the brain, if you will. But there's so much more to it than that. This is my personal opinion that you will burn yourself out if you're trying to attract all four buyer types to your business with every single piece of content. 
it's pretty much impossible. <laughs> it's like, let me attract like four different types of boyfriends and think that each one of them could work out perfectly. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we do have a stronger energetic match. And even though, for example, like completely personally, when I think about working with a Beyonce type, it is intimidating because I feel like I align more with that and I kind of know how intense I can be. But at the same time, there's that level of respect. There's that level of understanding. There's that level of like, okay, this makes sense to me. And it's kind of natural for me to think about my own business in this way. So I understand that you customer or client might think about your business in that way as well. Whereas if I'm working with someone who's more of an amiable buyer type, they're going to want to do a lot of small talk. They're going to want to do a lot of check-ins. They're going to want to talk a lot about their feelings that's gonna really energetically drain me. And it doesn't mean that they can't have a great client experience in my business or that I shouldn't sell to them or that there's anything wrong with them. It's just that when we're talking about energetics of showing up to market our business, showing up to make sales, like energy is everything and understanding people is everything. When we understand people, it's so much easier for us to influence them, to persuade them, which is exactly what branding, marketing, and sales really is. So by aligning your sales approach with the preferences and tendencies of these different buyer types, you definitely stand a much better chance of engaging effectively and making the sale. Remember, the key to successful sales is really understanding your customer and meeting them where they are. So again, it's not to say you can't have all four of these buyer types as incredible, amazing customers in your business. It's just the more you know, the more you are able to shift your own tendencies or stretch yourself. And if there's a time in your life or in your business where you don't have quite as much energy or quite as much ability to stretch yourself, what I hope that you can do with this information is then focus your content, focus your marketing, focus your messaging on attracting the buyer types that give you energy rather than take away. You're going to continue to hear so much about buyer types and brand archetypes and how these pieces all fit together to really energize you through the process of branding, marketing, and selling in your business. So I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for giving this episode a listen. If you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to take a moment to rate or review us. You can also share us on social media. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag at DaringMade. We will happily personally thank you for sharing us with your friends. Also, don't forget to check out DaringMade.com for a whole library of incredible free digital resources for entrepreneurs just like you. We'll catch you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.